The moment that the relationship ends is the moment that you're single. Hmm, hey, wait. Let me make that clear. The moment one of you quits, then you are single. Take that in and let it sink in. Hi, my name is Lee, and we're decapitating being a new single today. Now, the conversation is now open. I don't know where to start, and that's the truth. So, I'm gonna start by saying. Um, I think I like recording in the afternoon now because it, it registers so much better on the video. Um, if you want to see the video, it's on YouTube. Uh, you just look for Lilith Over the Moon and you'll find the videos of these episodes. But if you're on the podcast, you know, I think this is for me, still listening to this on a podcast would still be better. And before you start, listening to me why don't you grab a beer and let's drink this one out no i'm just kidding we're not gonna drink it out um i haven't i haven't been drinking really since november last year not even would you believe that not even on new year's and christmas oh sorry i did drink le- you know on my birthday but <laughs> but that was it and I haven't I haven't had any alcohol since anyway so um maybe that's not what I want to talk about today uh, <laughs> all right so now you're single should I say congratulations or you still feel that it sucks well truth be told as you've heard from the introduction the moment that your partner quits is the moment that you're single there is no phase in between your relationship and you being single that's not real that's just something that we have made up in our imagination so now where to start let's take a look at first of why is it why are a lot of people afraid of being single? Why, why do you fight so much to stay in that relationship? Why? Um, so yesterday I had this conversation with a friend and uh, she had been in a very long relationship. And of course, I tried out um, the things that I thought might work as a friend. So I did listen to her and that's the best that you can do. And of course, I know that whatever she's feeling, that's exactly how she should feel right now. But, you know, whenever we're in that situation, we're still always defense up because that's what we do. We would defend our, we're we're in a state of confusion. Our brain is in a state of confusion, whether to defend our ground, to stay there and say that this is something that is worth fighting for or not. And it made me realize that the more chaotic the relationship is, the more that people are drawn to stay in that relationship. And maybe we'll be talking about that uh, some other day. Um, And and 
I've also noticed that the more chaotic the relationship was, the harder the breakup is. And I think I understand, I hope, <laughs> I think I understand why that is. And, and later on, we'll, we'll get into that, why it seems harder to move on or it's harder to get better after a after a bad relationship let's think of one very important question first we fight so much to be in a relationship because we are very comfortable with the relationship with how it was whether there were pain in it or there's not you know this is what i have known and i've become very comfortable and it's one of the main reasons why we are afraid that this relationship is ending is because it will be a very big change whether the relationship was short or it was long it will still be a very big change and let's be honest not all of us are good with change that that's very basic you know and and if I tell you now that the process that you have for when you are moving houses, um, going from one workplace to the other or, or quitting a job and starting a new one is also the same process that you can use uh, from transitioning to being in a relationship to being single. A lot of you may tell me, no, no, you know, romantic love is different from that. And I will keep on saying romantic love because until we understand that this is romantic love and it's it's not love in its entirety all right we'll keep saying that it's romantic love yes it's true the skills that you have for coping with change are exactly the same skills that you can call on when you're transitioning from your relationship to being single one of the main reasons that really got me um, fighting for a marriage that's not working is the idea that people will view it negatively it's an external validation you know like I do well with a lot of things but I don't do well with relationships I felt like and this is honest to goodness I felt like I was failing myself i was failing everybody else i was not good enough not good enough to be in a relationship maybe i was a really bad person maybe there are so many things that are not good about me and that's why this relationship this marriage is ending it, that's why this is not a success because i cannot i cannot replicate my smartness my intelligence to this relationship and for the longest time not just in that not just in that relationship for the longest time that's how i really felt about relationships that i'm just not good with relationships maybe i'm just not really a good girlfriend maybe i'm not just really a wife material and, and so that's why I would say when the opportunity of marriage came in, I was pretty much like any ancient person. Um, okay, let's try it out. Practicality. So now at least I wouldn't be alone. I did it. 
but after that I realized that it was a really bad decision for me both for me and the other person yeah it got in the way of a lot of things in both of our lives not just mine I've wasted his time he has wasted my time I've hurt him in the process and he have hurt me in the process it's equal responsibility so that's one of my biggest struggles back then is I had a failed marriage and I guess that is deeply rooted in our culture you know there are some there are still some um, countries that uh, stigmatizes being single because you're gonna be alone you're gonna die alone you're I don't know what's so wrong with being alone right after the marriage as I was picking myself up I realized that I enjoy my bed more that big bed behind me I like it better now that I'm sleeping alone one more reason why people are so afraid of being single is because they're afraid of being lonely well honestly I'd rather be lonely by myself than be lonely when someone else is with me and they can't be there with me emotionally and mentally like you're together but they're not there you know we, we can keep on telling our thing telling ourselves things but we also have to face the reality that for more than one instance we have known that we just dismissed it because we are trying to desperately save whatever needs to be saved fear of being alone even in death well that is something to be afraid of and what i'm gonna say is not gonna give you comfort in any way because my mom would always tell me that uh, maybe I should have you know maybe to, to look for uh, a better relationship because uh, it's hard to get older alone and blah 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 well it gives me some weird comfort to know that the that neuroscientists have recently found out that your brain makes it comfortable for you as you die that certain fireworks go in your brain as you're short of breath dying yeah so it means that it would recall it, it really does recall every single happy moment in your life because it helps you to transition to a more peaceful state and I think what really makes people afraid of being single after being in a relationship so in this context i'm not talking about being single for a very long time but you know just coming out of a relationship and why do we fight so much to be in the relationship why is living our lives on our own again is pretty much scary 
Because now is an alternate future that we did not imagine. It's an alternate future that did not meet our expectations. We are deeply disappointed with ourselves, with the other person. You know, it felt like something had failed us. We have failed ourselves because these weren't what we dreamed about. These weren't the things that we imagined. This isn't how it's going to end. This is not my story. And that's exactly the line that I kept on telling myself. Like, this can't be my story. But as I allowed myself to understand what I was going through, it became more of a positive mantra. No, this is my story. To be able to stand and live my life. No, I'm not a victim. I know, you know, people get hurt. Sure, and I'm, I'm not an excuse. I will get hurt. And it's up to me to make sure that this hurt, that this pain is going to go through something later on, it will evolve. If alchemy was true, then that pain is my lead. It's dull. It's something that you don't want to be looking at. And maybe I have found some kind of philosopher's stone. And now that mantra, this is my story, became this is my story because I will turn this lead into gold. For the first time, I think in my life, I've literally applied what I've learned from The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Maybe in a different kind of interpretation, but you know, <laughs> I think it's the same thing. For me, if, if I used it that way and it came out as something good, whether he in, intended it to be like that or not, it came out to be something better. And out of all the, the reasons that I have listed, the last thing I think is the one that a lot of us knows and feel, know and feel, but none of us would want to recognize. That now, this is an alternate future. We're living, we're going to live in a world of what ifs because we had expectations. So do this and ask yourself, do not answer me. Just ask yourself and be very honest. Do you really think you were in love or you were there for some other reasons? I know whatever the answer is, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow because I think most of the time, we know the answer is not what we expect. When I was younger, I had a conversation with someone a lot older. And I'm not going to say who that someone is. I'm just going to refer to someone. And this someone had been in a relationship that this someone knew from when they were young up until to when they were old. So they were in a first and last kind of relationship. And honestly... For me, I think the hardest breakup that I ever had was still the very first breakup that I ever had because I expected 
a fairy tale story. I expected that kind of love story where I only had to go through one relationship and it would end up for me in in the altar or somewhere else or I don't know. And at that time, I didn't know any better. I didn't know a lot about myself. I didn't know that I am easily swayed by what I hear and what I see. And you hear me a lot of a, a lot of people would tell me, no, no, but you're a logical person. No, but I'm easily swayed. Believe it or not, I am. And so when people would tell me that, and I'm not blaming anyone. This is just really me. And I hope. Yeah, I kind of wish this one I have recognized earlier. So when people ask me, um, why aren't you jealous? That's the only time that it will hit me. And that's the only time that I will actually think about it. Yeah, why am I not jealous? Why am I not reacting to these things? That's the only time that I would actually think about it. <laughs> um, but now that I know it, of course, I have a better control of the way that I think and I have a better control of the way that I get this information in. So, yeah, when I was younger, I thought that I wanted a, a love to last for a lifetime, as Jose Marichan would say it. Jose Marichan is a, a really good singer-writer here in the Philippines. So, you know, if you're listening and you want to know more about him go look for him and that's one of his songs a, lo a love to last for a lifetime and i really thought that i wanted that until i had that conversation with this someone this someone asked me how does it feel to have different relationships because this someone never knew that and so, I guess even if I had something that lasted for a very long time, there would still be what ifs. And there would still be things that I would want to know about. So, am I now okay with having different relationships? Yes, because I think being with different people had turned me into a better person, had made me realize and understand things that I know now so if these are the reasons of why we are afraid of being single what if the relationship was really good I think when the relationship is really good or based from what I've observed and read transition is easier because there's no question of who did what best of I invested more, there wouldn't be any questions of expectation because you are fulfilled in love. I know that up until now, I kept on saying love will fulfill itself. And only now, you know, only last year that I started really understanding what Paulo Coelho meant by that. I try my best to explain it. But in this case, I would say if you haven't experienced it, there would be no recognition of that. But if you had let love fulfill itself, you were both happy. And for some reason, you just can't be together. There is hope and trust there 
of a better future for both of you. Maybe not together, but for both of you. So let me ask you now, what's wrong in being single? There is nothing wrong in being single, but where to start? Now that I'm single, what to do? What to do with all of this time that I have? Well, first, find comfort in being single. Now, I know that most of us, when we come out of a relationship, it's like a whole new world. It's like a world that we've never known because for a good number of years or a good number of time in our life we had a very intense kind of relationship and there were those expectations that weren't met do i still fulfill them what to do well first i would say find comfort in being single find comfort that you're now alone um let me tell you, you might have had a different life before the relationship. It may be a life that you can go back to or not. But now, this is your chance to start something different. So, this is the best time to do your experimentation. Um, if it helps to throw away that uh, pair of jeans that reminds you so much of that person, go through it but i would say put in a little bit of creativity the idea i don't know if you have seen the movie well i kept on saying i don't know but if you haven't seen the movie the bandage club it's it's a japanese movie it offers the same idea in finding comfort only they do it a little bit destructively they bandage the area that helps you or they bandage the area that reminds a certain person of pain. That's why it's the Bandage Club. Uh, it's a it's a really good movie. It's a very decorated movie. It had a lot of awards. So if you can get a hold of it, um, go watch it because I, I haven't found any streaming services yet that actually had it. I've seen it from the Japanese film festival that we have here in Manila every June. So it was so good i think i saw it two times in the movie house it it was really one of the best movies that i've ever seen and, and i didn't care for the subtitle at all so that's the bandage club if if you're looking for some kind of redemption or forgiveness and there's this pair of jeans that just reminds you so much of the relationship get it redecorate it cut it don't just throw it away give it a new life as you're giving yourself a new life you can't help but to think of the person okay that's fine give yourself time to think stop and then you tell yourself thank you for letting this flow and then you thank the other person in your head thank you for that wonderful memory that i will always miss when when all of your self-help books tell you to be grateful grateful sparks a really good positive effect on your brain being thankful actually 
releases good chemicals in your brain. So that physically helps you. Okay. One thing that I should be doing now, one thing that I did after is I indulge myself in exercise because exercise literally releases dopamine in your brain. It's a feel-good chemical. So walk. Oh, I do a lot of long walks. I walk. I run. I travel. I keep myself active because being active releases dopamine in your brain. I think after a lot of good walks in Taiwan, that's when it hit me. I'm gonna be okay. Oh, and one thing that I always remind myself up until now is that if I am here at the rock bottom, there's no way but up. And pain, just like bliss, moments of joy, of happiness, of cheer. They're all temporary. They're all fleeting. This is also going to go away. I'm not gonna stay here forever. For this is my story, and this is how I want to tell it. Exactly how it happened. <laughs> One good advice that I have gotten from my sister is just letting it flow. This is where you start. Just let it flow. Don't go against the natural wishes of your brain. And I learned that in letting it flow, you're letting it also go. It's normal that we felt um, a little bit lost because we lost ourselves in the relationship. We are so much in. We we like the idea of belongingness, and we find an identity in being a couple. That after a relationship, now that identity has to change, and remember that whatever you had gone through does not define you. Your identity is yours. It's funny that on an article that I have read that says all the reasons being single is very bad for you. The last reason that they have cited is. Or one of the reasons, it's not the, it's not the last. One of the reasons, you are responsible for yourself. I don't know why that is against being single. I don't know why that is even negative at all. At the very le least, we should all know that we are responsible for ourselves, for our emotions, for the way that we think. Nobody else is responsible for us. Yeah, we have responsibility to other people, but first and foremost, we are responsible to ourselves. We, if, if, um, if your emotional stability is dependent so much on the other person, that's codependency, and that took me a very long time to understand. Yeah, I think I only understood that last year. And that's fine. Maybe it's now is the only time that I need to understand it. That's fine. I just wish that I have recognized some of the behaviors that I have earlier on because that's that's me. That's me. That's not a deeper type of neuroscience or psychology. That's just 
really me and being aware of myself. Now, we always say that after a breakup, we pick the pieces of ourselves. That is because we tend to lose ourselves in the relationship. It's like opening a door to this house where everything is complete and then going out in the back door, not even in the front door, just going back in the back door and then seeing this vast garden some of it are still flourishing some of the plants had died and we don't know where to go because from this point on it's a fork in the road either we circle back around to the house or we take the other road that we are unfamiliar of and of course when we're in an unfamiliar territory it's always 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 scary but let me tell you what you're not in an unfamiliar territory you've been there you were there before this relationship you've been there before you recognize it now it's the time for you to redecorate it to rebuild it if you weren't able to build it up but this is the time when you can do that that's where you start you start to decide Today, do I circle back around the house or do I take a road that had been waiting for me for the longest time? Either way, I would say follow what your heart is telling you to do. I won't tell you that one is better than the other because that part, that part is personal. Only you would know. I'll tell you what I chose. I chose the path that led me to loving myself more. If I chose the other path, would it be not loving myself? I honestly would tell you now, I don't know. It's a what if. And at this point in my life, I would tell you now, I don't really care because I like the path that I chose. I'm happy with the path that I chose and I know that I made the right decision for me as he had made the right decision for him. And even with and even with whatever happened last year or in between or in this pandemic. Yeah. I'm happy with the path that I've chosen and I'm thankful for whatever I have learned and however it had shaped me. So at that point, that's yours to understand, that's yours to decide, that's yours to know. Whatever your heart is telling you, it must be right and I wish I can help you with that but I don't know what's happening inside your brain even if I know you stranger I still wouldn't know what's happening inside your brain I can only fill it in with the information that I know about you but the decision is yours to make it's time to reintroduce yourself to yourself Let's keep this conversation going. 
and I will let the outro do the rest for me where we can do that and if you send me an email or send me a message I'll include that in the next episode and I really hope that you already know where to start do you know where to start? I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, stranger. This isn't a one-way conversation. So join me and let me know what you think. Send me an email at leenotegami at gmail.com. That's L-I-N-O-T-E-G-A-M-I at gmail.com. Let's be updated with each other's lives and follow each other on Instagram. Look for at Lilith Star or L-I-L-I-T-H-S-T-R. Let me know if you like our discussions and if you like the show, so please do rate leave a rating on your favorite streaming for this show i'd love to hear from you in any way stranger thank you so much for listening please keep healthy and see you on the next episode my name is lee and this is decapitated thoughts